They cheer him one minute, they don't care the next. Nickel! Uh, I was proven uh, right about these fans yeah, being yeah. fickle. Hey yo, it's J.M. and Geeky. We watch wrestling weekly. I style it stone cold like Stevie. Believe me, I said believe me. Keep it so breezy. We make another show's uneasy when we come around. When we step behind the mic, awesome reactions with the fans every night. Like the man when she graces the ring. J.M. Geeky, Fickle Fan Podcast. Now nah, me, Fickle, 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 Fickle. Welcome to our seventh edition of the Fickle Fan Podcasts. You have Yiski here. JM in the building. And this week we have a special guest with us, our good buddy Duke. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm Duke. I like wrestling because they throw off the Dukes. And WWE doesn't do that as much, but since Fish is paying me, I'm going to be on their side. <laughs> 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 Welcome, Duke. We're glad to have you tonight. Thank you, Thank you for so having we got a, We've got a quite a few items to discuss, so we're going to jump right into it with the news of the week. What broke the internet in the wrestling world? Which would have been some tweets and some Instagram posts from the person known as Triple Belt Becky Rollins. So what was your take on the uh, JM? Uh, your tweak on this revelation? Uh, well, my first thought was, I mean, they kind of late because Becky did it the day before and, you know, broke the Internet. Then here come WWE kind of trailing like, OK, hey, guess what? We got this power couple. Uh, duh. I mean, we've seen them, you know, with it together at the Hall of Fame and then backstage and then here and there. So the rumors was going around. I guess, you know, it's official now, but it was out of the horse's mouth. That was pretty much official. And so I thought it was, oh, man, that's so cute. Now they got three belts between them, you know, the top two people on both divisions, you know, you can say. Um, so, you know, it looks good. I, I just hope that they don't turn it into an angle. I kind of want them to keep that out of the, you know, storylines. Um, but if they do, it's whatever. I mean, I like them both. But, you know, it was like one of those things like, OK, that's cool. Now it's official. Now, Duke, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you looking forward to an Andrade Charlotte versus uh, Seth and Becky match? <laughs> uh, you know what? When you said that it broke the news, but really, and honestly, it broke my heart because, <laughs> <laughs> see, even though Becky doesn't know I exist, I thought there was a chance for me. And <laughs> it was a slim chance, but there was still a chance. So I was just waiting for the perfect moment for her DMs to open up for me to slide in them. <laughs> but seeing that it's closed due to the fact that somebody burnt her DMs down, um, I'm kind of upset. But because I like Seth Rollins, um, I think that they're a cute couple, and I, I hope the best for them. Hey, man, all you got to do is put up your dukes like uh, <laughs> like me as that, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, I, I I'm just you know Becky's Becky Be Becky's kind of greedy. You know, she had two belts. Two belts wasn't enough. She had to add a third belt to her uh, collection. And now, belt. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, even like you know Charlotte and Andrade, that was a cute. You know that those guys kind of went public only a couple months ago, and now Becky has a steal at Thunder. Right. You know, and Charlotte back for all the time she did. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I know the um, I think social media had quite a uproar because they uh, they love the because uh, they love shipping people, but I didn't really hear too much of the fans shipping the two. So I think some people may have been taken off guard by it, but we'll now, see what I happens. Question for you guys: Did you hear about how in the past when Seth Rollins was still in NXT? He had a fling with the girl who got in trouble for her Nazi infatuation. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, there was a leak new for Seth Rollins himself. And yeah, it was a whole big situation back whenever this happened where uh, basically the girl that he was dating or having an affair with or something like that. I felt like a bad news reporter right now. <laughs> where <laughs> on her Instagram, she will post pictures of swastikas and Nazi-related things, and it almost got Seth Rollins in trouble with the company. Um, but for the most part, the company kind of just buried that information. Kind of like they did with Lars, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Ineffectively, <laughs> Lars was yeah. very ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even Big D kind of called him out on it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Yes. Well, they claim they they find him a hundred thousand dollars for his past comments, which I don't wow. know. How you, I don't know how you do that. I mean, that's past comments. How do they you find can, some? And, and and they can say that doesn't necessarily mean they did it. Oh yeah, true that. Well, Vince it's probably, the land of works. No, no, Vince probably pulled him in the office, gave him a hundred thousand dollar bonus, and then turned around and said, "I'm finding <laughs> you a hundred thousand dollars." I collected your bonus. Call it even. <laughs> you got no chance of getting this. <laughs> It's All funny. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. All right, so let's move on to our second topic. Um, so this week, Raw and SmackDown were special. In fact, they were filming from the overseas to the UK. So they were taped. So you could have looked online at 4 o'clock and seen all the spoilers. So my question to you, JM, did you watch Raw and SmackDown? And if so, why? I did, man. And you know me. I'm kind of I'm active on Twitter under the... Um, under our WWF anonymous account um, every day, all day. And somebody had brought up that, you know, they were taped. And I said, oh, man, that's true. So if I keep on Twitter, somebody going to spoil something. So, you know what? Because this week uh, I had decided, I said, I'm going to watch Raw and SmackDown with a more open mind. And I'm not going to live tweet during them. So anybody out there is listening to this, you will notice that I did. There was no tweets from WWF Anonymous yesterday or today during both shows because I kind of wanted to just watch them as is. They were taped, but I just went into it like it was live. Um, that I hadn't I hadn't seen anything, I hadn't heard anything, I hadn't listened to any you know previews or what's going on, any of that, and so I kind of wanted to see if it could redeem itself from last week. Um, and Raw did SmackDown, but it was okay in my opinion. Um, it doesn't really change my attitude about Money in the Bank this this weekend. I mean, you know, we gonna watch it regardless. So um, I was already looking forward to it, but um, I just wanted to see if it redeemed itself, man. And I'll say, I'll say that it kind of did. What part? I guess what made it redemptive? Um. I like the flow of Raw. It wasn't a mess like it was last week um, that garnered them to get dissed in the diss track. Um, it, it, fl- it flowed better this week, man. I, th- I think I just like uh, like the uh, 
like the matches, you know, um, and everything uh, that they did. I mean, uh, of course, I like the you know the interaction with Lacey and 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 the man and all that stuff. I mean, it was just a better show uh, um, than it was last week. Um, like, I don't know. The only thing I really did, only thing I really wasn't didn't really like was the whole um, Mojo Raleigh thing. I, I don't really know anybody actually like that man it's you know it's like uh he got electrocuted or something you know on his face, yes. on his face you know what i mean like what what is that then you know apollo I, I cruz and it's like who really cares i mean it's sad because they talented but they just i don't know they really haven't built them up like that but i mean i i like the overall show it was good what were your feelings uh uh duke so because uh this is paying me i was forced to watch ross mcdowell <laughs> <laughs> but you know I kind of when I watch WWE live I watch it as I watch it as background noise um, I'm not putting my full attention on it unless the match really draws me into it so watching Raw and Smackdown is, was just like just having something on in the background for me so I was going to watch it regardless but I have to say Raw it it kind of redeemed itself, like Jay said, because each match they did was fun. I really enjoyed the Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro match. Yeah. There was another match. Uh, oh, man. I, that, the Ricochet Rick versus Corbin. Corbin. Corbin? Yeah, that was a good match, too. See, I you're happy. Front on that. You're happy, Corbin? Right. Ricochet? You, no. Are you guys well, turning... Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not happy that he beat Ricochet, but that that finish was nice. Yeah, that finish was crazy, man. Hey, hey, people front on Corbin, though, man, but he put on some good matches. It's just that his attire and the whole Constable Corbin thing got him that borderline go away slash uh, he good in the ring, but we should boo him type heat. <laughs> yeah, it's I want I want to be able to likely likably. Corbin, but it's just that whole him, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. That whole combination just leaves a bad taste in my mouth anytime I see them work together. It's like, what is the alliance truly about? Are you guys just here because, oh, this needs some bad guys, or do you guys have your own goals in mind? Especially for Drew McIntyre, who should be in a, a title scene. Yeah, good question. Well, what did you guys think about the because uh, the switcheroo? Because I guess Raw had some stakes this week with the Money in the Bank uh, spot between Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman. What did you think of that finish, uh, swapping out Braun with Sami? Um, I, it, it, I'll tell you this. I'll say that it's better for the match. Um, the match that they put on was good, but. Sammy being in that money in the bank is it's better for the match. Right. Just knowing him and the, the skills that he have is is that and, and fitting in with everybody else in that in that thing is going to be better. No disrespect to Braun, we already know what he brings, and I think he he kind of redeemed himself a little bit more. If they keep doing what they did this week with him, he'll get himself back in that. I think people could take him serious picture, but um. I just think for this Money in the Bank match, it's just going to be a better fit with Sammy in there. I uh, I might be the eyeball out on this, but I did not like that 
main event match. I like the finish of it um, with Drew and Baron putting them through the ladder and having Sammy win because that puts him in a better position for that money in the bank match. But I'm just tired of just tired of him. I want I want him to, you know, take a break, be on the show for a while after money in the bank because i'm tired of him running people over with his bigness and <laughs> doing his, his awkward run down the ring and to wherever he his opponents is but with Sami Zayn, with him running down the fence and saying what a lot of fans need to hear while at the same time being entertaining about it i feel like that's very fresh and i want to see more of that from wwe Better than Braun Strowman just being a big strong man all the time. I mean, there's only two reasons I watch WWE: Alexa Bliss and Sami Zayn. So <laughs> it's not for their wrestling; it's just for their talking. So they entertain me just with the talk. So let's move on and let's talk about. Well, we had an interesting uh, a Firefly Funhouse. So what's Ooh. up with Bray Wyatt? You want to start on that, Duke? So. Uh... Yeah, I like it. Uh, one thing about wrestling is that sometimes simple and basic is best in terms of a character. When characters get overly complicated and overly complex, um, it kind of ruins the experience about it, uh, about the character. So with Ray Wyatt just being like, oh, I, I, it's something that's creepy and exciting about somebody who's supposed to be a children's host, children's TV show host, but really he's some kind of mask serial killer, maybe <laughs> with long tail coats that wears a Joker mask. It's something. It's not. I won't say it's fresh because it's been done over and over, especially on the independents. But it's something exciting about that whole gimmick. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, I, I tell you what, that came out of left field yesterday. And the reason why I say that, I mean, we all knew something like that was coming because even in the first episode of the Firefly Funhouse, they were teasing some change was going to come. But, you know, they kind of lulled you with, you know, the children theme and stuff like that, even though he was still like deranged. I think that's the cool part about it. He's not like crazy deranged yelling and all that stuff. He's the calm, right, right. He ain't staring at the <laughs> mirror or nothing like that. You know, he's calm. He can be like, you know, entertaining the child. And next thing you know, he turned it into this straight up, like you said, serial killer, Joker mask like character just on the spot like that. So yesterday that that caught me off guard yesterday. Big time. I didn't think they would do it this quick. But I think it was perfect the timing that they did it. And um, I just I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the ring. And I think everybody is interested in that now. Now that they've done these Firefly Funhouses and I hope hopefully they keep doing it. They just going to stop. One thing I don't want to see. I don't want to see them do the same thing with him that they did with Matt Hardy when he came with the with the with the gimmick. Because notice when they came when he was official with the. Um, what was it? It wasn't broken. It was awoken. Awoken, right? So when he came with the Woken Matt Hardy gimmick, it was like, okay, this is Woken Matt Hardy with new get up. Now we're gonna do a match, and that was it. And they effectively killed his gimmick immediately doing that. 
So I hope they don't do that with Bray. Um, hopefully, just keep this going, um, and just do some real crazy stuff with him um, on that. Have him come out with a chainsaw, and then have him hug a kid the next minute. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, just do something we wouldn't expect, man. Right. Um, and also, WWE has a bad track record with this. Don't, don't fire me, Vince. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they make all their heels. Drew McIntyre and Barry Corbett is maybe one some of the exceptions, but they make their heels chicken heels. Mm-hmm. Um, don't make Bray Wyatt a chicken heel where he cheats and runs away from his victories. I mean, cheats to get his victory or runs mm-hmm. away from a fight. Make him sadistic in a way to the point where even if he loses, he still wants to keep fighting and then go hug a kid afterwards. They go right. run around with a chainsaw. Right. You know, and so. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, yeah, just keep, keep, like, make him horrific, I guess, like, scary. I agree. And above all else, please get us do some wins. Win. Win, yes. win, win. <laughs> I think this is uh, WWE's chance to do a modern day Kane. Uh, I remember when, well, I don't remember because I was a baby, but when Kane debuted, um, it was something special. This is the Undertaker's brother, but uh, they could kind of get some of that heat that Kane had back in the 90s on Bray Wyatt. Now, I think. I, I guess the only problem with when you see Bray, you know it's Bray. Right. With Kane, you didn't know who that guy was when he came out. Yeah, so I think true. I think that's the one thing they're gonna have to do. And and I'm not sure how it translates to when he actually comes out in person in the ring. Now has he got split personality where he he's the the friendly kid TV host, and then he like another match he comes out at his uh, the monster Bray. So I'm not quite sure if he's gonna be like Mick Foley where he's gonna flip flop back and forth <laughs> personalities. <laughs> I would love that if they did that. Because <laughs> that's really the only way I think they could pull it off with him right. trying to play two different characters. Because right. otherwise, like, he takes his mask off and then he's like, oh, hey, kids. Welcome to my fun house. So, Yowie, wowie. Yowie, wowie. <laughs> so I guess we'll see. So I'm guessing maybe soon after Money in the Bank, maybe by the next pay-per-view, he'll finally have a match or something. Yeah. Or he'll make an appearance in person. And we'll see. So our second person, what's up with Nikki Cross? Um, she was a little mild uh, backstage, man, talking to Alexa, and I, it, it was a uh, surprising. One thing about Nikki is like, you know, I love the accent, man. It was different seeing her like that. Um, I don't really know what to make of her. We all used to her being a crazy Nikki with sanity, and that gimmick worked in NXT. Um. When they split her off and brought them up, left her down there, then brought her up to see still wasn't with them. That kind of killed that whole thing. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go with her. But I mean, she was still that that crazy girl in the ring when she was in that in that uh, match. Um, but seeing her backstage and just talking to Alexa like that was interesting. And, and uh, I don't know how to really put it, but. It just was like, okay, that's like real Nikki talking like there, you know? So I don't know. It's a, I want to see where they go with that. 
Yeah, go ahead, Duke. I'm going to go ahead and give this my weekly that was garbage moment. <laughs> uh, I hated that. <laughs> Everything about that, it was fake. Uh, ooh, I said the bad word for harassment. <laughs> I used the F word. It was fake. It, it was bad acting. Um, Alexa did well, but it's Nikki Cross. Her gimmick, even though it didn't get a lot of screen time, it was over. Her being a crazy lady, it was over. Like when um, Kofi Kingston was doing a gauntlet match, since he was in the background chewing on Naomi's hair, <laughs> that was yeah. over. So when you have her come out and play this innocent role, seeing that she's one of the people who put Oscar to her limit in the last man standing match at NXT, seeing that she was beating up on Shelton Benjamin a couple weeks ago in a mixed tag match that was just for fun, but it was still like fun and crazy Nikki. She plays this innocent role and this he and we supposed to forget all of that history from her. And then as soon as the match starts, she's back to being crazy again. But then after she wins this match, a big win, she's not rewarded for it. But Alexa Bliss gets to climb the ladder and be with the money in the bank um, contract. That was garbage. Nikki Cross, she should have pushed Alexa Bliss off the ladder. Sorry. Because I know you, uh, I know you, uh, is a Alexa Bliss fan. She clowned your girl. <laughs> she said, a, she said, a fell off the ladder and did like a, like an edge level sell where she breaks her spinal cord because Nikki Cross is crazy. <laughs> well, the only thing I'll say is that usually Alexa takes people to better places. I mean, Mickey James came back and she got to hang around the main events because of Alexa Bliss. So I think ultimately, you know, this is the case because Alexa's always going to be like a heel. And it's probably going to play out where they're going to be buddies. They're going to win the tag team championships at some point. And then eventually uh, Alexa's going to turn on Nikki. And then Nikki's going to get her shine when she gets the go over on Alexa. So that's why I think it's ultimately going to happen. craziness in that. If well, anybody's going to be turning on anybody, it's to be Nikki turning on Alexa as soon as Nikki gets uh, a chance to shine. Because Nikki is in it for herself as a crazy woman. Yeah, but I think they want the crazy to go over as... Because you got to build her up as the baby face. That's my take. Yeah. To build her over time. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. We'll about that. Yeah, I guess we'll see at Money in the Bank, too, and see what... What if she helps uh, Alexa out quite a bit? Um, so now our third person. I know JM is really, really worried by now. This is about I don't know how many days it is counting um, since WrestleMania. I, I slipped uh, one of those signs of days since Sasha has been seen. Yes. So Sasha has not been seen, except she did post on um, tw- I think uh, Instagram that she went to one of those rage places where. I guess people pay money and you can destroy furniture, destroy all kinds of objects. So she did partake in one of those to kind of let out some of her aggression. But uh, what's up with Sasha? Listen, man, you know how you get angry and you go through different emotions. So, or you were concerned or anything like that. I'm angry this week at Sasha Banks. So I was taken up for last week. I'm angry with her now because of these, again, these cryptic tweets. And it's like, okay, are you in or are you out? 
all these fans who've had your back since NXT or even before that and saw you came up in the ranks and got all the way to WWE and all the title reigns you had and all the success that you got and, you know, getting the gimmick over and all that, the fans did that. Obviously, you put in the heavy work, but the fans did that. They got you there. And here it is. We have no idea what you're doing. Some of the people even have started watching the wrestling because of you. And yet you sitting on the sidelines and telling nobody anything. And it's like, okay, yeah, I saw that picture with the race thing. It's like, okay, did you get your anger out? Are you going to come back and money in the bank? Is it, I mean, are we going to see you? Like, you still got people predicting her percentages of her winning the money in the bank. I'm like, did I miss something? Did we hear some announcement that she coming back or what? I just don't know. And it's frustrating, man. She's like, you know, one of my, if not my favorite rapper, so one of my favorite wrestlers. And... I just don't know what's going on. So this week, I am angry at the boss. Wow. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> it is. I don't know what's going on, bro. I'm just I'm frustrated. The only thing I've seen from Sasha over the past weekend was that it looks like she might have gone back to her natural hair. Which I'm yeah, I saw that too. Um... But if that's the case, if she's dealing with her frustrations, because we got to remember that Sasha Banks is living out her dream, even if she is a champion. She's in a company that she says she was ready to be a diva in. And now that she's seeing that everything isn't what she thought it would be, it's probably frustrating for her because she wants to improve the company, but she can't because it's not like how it used to be be where wrestlers had a say in what they could do mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i'm with you you got a job to do go ahead and do it today at work i gotta work for a crazy greedy boss went ahead and did my job still um sasha has a job where people want to see her um and she should stay loyal to the fan base but at the same time if she's not happy then I hope that she finds the happiness that she needs away from the company for a little bit well put well I think uh, she's gonna get the Luke Harper treatment if she goes that route oh man so tack on the six months or I don't know keep tacking on the time keep tacking on the time so yeah we'll see what happens with Sasha I'm also upset with her I mean, I wanted to say, I want, I, I, if there was only The Rock to come in and come in there and just say, Sasha took her ball and went home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you might see me debut on Raw next week if Vince allows it. I might be the one to drop the news for you, Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to this Sunday. We have the Money in the Bank pay per view. Um, Looking at the card right now, there are 11 matches set up, so we're going to run through them quickly. Give me your take on how excited you are for the match, who you think are going to win. So we'll start off with, well, the Cruiserweights, because they always, I don't know if they're going to ma- ever make it to the main card. You have Tony Nese versus Davari. Who do you think is going to win that match? Uh, just start with Jam. Uh, I actually think uh, I think Davari going to pull it out, man. Wait, who, who was uh, the match again? I'm sorry. Tony Nese is champion versus Davari. Oh, Tony Nese. Uh, I like Davari. Davari 
I've been trying to keep up with 205 more faithfully, but I don't think uh, they're ready to give it to Davari. I think Tony Nese is going to carry it for a while. I think he's going to lose Cedric Alexander for a couple months. I don't have much to say about that match, so let's move on. Um, we'll go to the WWE US Championship match between the champion Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say that uh, Samoa Joe is going to retain. I mean, he just got that belt not too long ago. But uh, my uh, prediction is he is going to choke out both Rey Mysterio and his son. They both whoa, go to sleep. Whoa, whoa. Sleep. That's- Sleep. They both go to sleep. <laughs> that's that's TVPG thirteen. because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a minor there, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Joe as well. I think Mysterio's just back just to help put talent over. Um, but seeing as he did have such a great match with Rey Mysterio and Cesaro, I think they're going to take this as a chance to give Rey Mysterio a little bit more offense than they did at Mania. Okay. Yeah, I also think Joe's going to win. Hopefully, he'll last more than one or two minutes. But, because I think they got to build up Joe. Because if Braun Braun Strowman doesn't have anyone to face, she's faced the same people on Raw over and over again. So, Samoa Joe would be probably the best thing to sling Braun Strowman in. So, Joe's got to win to uh, keep his streak up. So now moving to our SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between Daniel Bryan, Rowan versus the Usos. Um, I I think Daniel Bryan and Rowan are going to retain. It's going to be a very uh, entertaining match. It, it always is with the Usos. Um, if you notice this week, um, you know we didn't see them with no tomfoolery. And uh, they weren't coming down singing to their music. So they probably cut that out. And, you know, it's the Usos as we used to. Um, but, it's like, you know, I I love the Usos, man. they some of my favorite wrestlers um, in any company. Love when they changed their gimmick, when they went, you know, to a little darker, a little more street. Um, it fits them, suits them well. So I'm real glad that, you know, they're getting the shine that they need. But uh, I don't think they're going to win this match. It, but it will be. Um, it might even be almost be a steal of the night, man. Uh, they Both of those um, parties can put on a show like that. And I like Rowan in the ring, his chemistry with Daniel Bryan and what they do. And so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's also going to be Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan. Um Speaking of SmackDown tonight, they the match kind of was a little bit stale toward at least it tailed towards the end where the Usos kind of picked up the pace. We had a little super WWE super kick party, uh, yeah. with a couple other great spots from Roman. Um, so I think the match is going to be great, but I'm going to give it to Dave Bryan and Eric. By the way, I want to say that every time I forget how good Eric Rowan is in the ring until I see him in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's going to get some spotlight this Sunday. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Dan Bryan and Rowan aren't going to drop the belts. Not anytime soon. I'm just curious if the Revival will show up to do something. Because the, t- the Raw Tech Team Championships... I don't think they're on the card for anything. I haven't heard anything leading up to this. 
And they're trying to start that feud between Revival and the Usos, so it'd be a good time for Revival to get some pay-per-view time if they can sneak in there. As long as this, yeah, this won't be on the pre, this won't be on the pre-show because uh, Daniel Bryan's in the match, so they need to shatter machine both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, since there's no, I mean, there is no brand split, so just do whatever, yep. show up whatever, mess up whatever. Now we'll move on to a rematch from WrestleMania. We have, and surprisingly, I'm actually not that interested in it, but I was for their WrestleMania match. So we have The Miz versus the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, could, I, hold I think I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that, uh, Yeesky. I am not uh, not too fond of this match uh, happening again, even if it is in the steel cage. Um, I don't. I guess you can say the match progressed to this point because he did attack his dad. So, I mean, you can push, you can, you know, chalk that up as, yeah, you know, we definitely got real beef. Now you touch my folks. So, but I, I'm just, I'm not interested, man. I'm not, I'm going to be, I'm going to sit there and watch the match. I'm sure, you know, since it's Shane McMahon, he going to do something crazy off that steel cage and we might even get a Miz spot because we did in that last match and we weren't expecting it so you never know what either one of them are going to do with the steel cage involved so that's what got that's what's going to hook me but as far as the feud between them two you can say it's been good you know they've been going back and forth and attacking each other and all that that's all great but and I'm like okay yeah you know Duke do you think uh, Miz is going to finally get his win against Shane? I honestly do. I think this match is actually going to be one of the more exciting matches on the card. Uh, I'm sold on this feud. Uh, I haven't really been keeping up with everything, but it seems like it's just a bunch of stuff involving chairs. I'm going to make a prediction saying that uh, Miz, who is very against taking unnecessary risk in the ring, I think he's going to take an unnecessary risk and do a spot off the cage, maybe a coast to coast from the top of the cage. Oh, to oh man. man. Oh, um, oh. We can yeah. expect that from Shane, but I think Miz is going to be the one who does it because he's a baby face now. And when you become a baby face, um, I know from my experience in 2K18. <laughs> um, that <laughs> you take unnecessary risk to get that five star rating. That's right. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid the Miz might point out that he's got a contract with USA for Miz and the Misses that precludes him from taking unnecessary risk. <laughs> yeah, oh man, that's a good point there. <laughs> so we'll move on to another match. Uh, this one on paper looks very one sided. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias. Um, that match is really happening, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what to say. I, I'll say this: I'm glad that Elias is getting an actual match, and that we're not just seeing him sit in a chair and play guitar. Even though that's entertaining, but it's good to see him in an actual feud. I just don't know how far they're going with this feud. Um, so, but as we know, Roman is Roman. So there's no way he's going to lose to Elias unless there's shenanigans involved, which there could be. Doesn't, um, doesn't Lashley have to show up? Because Lashley doesn't have anything to do. 
Yeah, so that's the only. He's been involved recently. Yeah, that's the only way that Elias will win. So, but it's a it's a pay per view. I don't think Reigns is going to lose. I'm going to say Reigns is going to win. Then Lashley will show up and they'll beat him down. Either way, whatever happens, I love Roman. I love that he uh, is finally getting the respect he deserves. But but I think I'm going to be on Twitter during that match. So I'm gonna put it not applicable. so i'm gonna move up to the uh let's move over to the i'm gonna skip the money in the bank matches for now i'm gonna go to this the women's championship matches so first off i don't know what's gonna go first either the raw the smackdown so we'll start with the raw women's championship match becky lynch the man versus lacey evans um I think that uh, I think the Raw one will go first in this because I believe that she's going to drop one of these belts. Um, I don't think she's going to drop it to Lacey yet, um, though. So that match will be a real hard-fought match. It's going, you know, we'll finally be able to see Lacey and see what she can do um, in the ring on that on that spotlight on the pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a great match between those two. Um, and but I think uh, Becky's gonna eke it out. She is gonna get the women's right. She might even get it a couple of times. Um, that's gonna mess her up for the later match, and then she's gonna drop that belt to Charlotte, I believe. Do people kick out of the women's right or no? Um, I haven't seen it. Have you, Duke? <laughs> is he is he stuck in a pose? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, we'll come back to uh, Duke striking a, a very thoughtful pose right now. So, uh, we'll wait till he get back on. Uh, oh, he, he must be off. I think I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, you back. You're back. All right. See, that's that's AEW trying to stop me from my <laughs> <Superman> spark. <laughs> yeah. See, I see you, Kenny. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I was uh, I was asking you, of course, uh, Yeeski asked the uh, question, has anybody kicked out of the women's right? And I said, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Uh, I think maybe Bianca Belair on NXT or Kyrie Sane. I think right. it's been one person, but that move yeah. is protected. Yeah. yeah. So there's no way she's going to connect connect with it on Becky and have Becky kick out because that'll just ruin it'll ruin Lacey right off the bat yeah. I'll tell you this uh, ever since I've seen some of Lacey's match, matches on Raw and that room is right that's not connect how it did on NXT I don't know if that's intentional or if it's just she hasn't been able to just to get it right on live TV yet but in NXT it was like a new Japan good stiff punch uh, and, okay mm-hmm on Raw, it's kind of like how Yiski would say, just a normal punch. You want to know why I think they did that? And I'm, they might have did that on purpose. Two words, Nia Jax. Mm, that's true, because she, uh, she does have the greatest hands next to uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably told her you might want to take a little bit off of that. We don't want to have another incident. Right. So both of you guys are picking Becky to retain over Lacey, obviously. Yeah, it's in a hard-fought match. Now, what about the SmackDown Women's Championship with Becky versus Charlotte? 
Do you think she keeps both belts I, or she drops? I don't. I, I think she's gonna drop. I think it's. I think she's gonna drop the SmackDown one. I'm gonna go ahead and call a random theory. I think Lacey is gonna get involved in that match towards the finish, ruin it for Charlotte, and those two will have a feud over who is the best blonde in the company. <laughs> <laughs> completely destroying the brand split at the same time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I think they're going to destroy the multiverse known as Raw and SmackDown, as we know. So there is one part of me that thinks Becky and is going to retain both belts, so they can do that um, closing match where Seth Rollins struggles, but he finally pins AJ, and then Becky comes out and celebrates with Seth in the end of the at the end of the show. Look Ooh, at Yeasty that, thinking, right. thinking show wise. You might be right about that. That I can see happening if they if they retain both of them. You know, soapy stuff. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I can see that. But otherwise, I think I mean Becky probably should drop the belt to Charlotte, just to open up for more uh, more opponents. Because I I can't. I mean. Unless they want to do some gimmick where Becky defends two belts repeatedly over and over again until she loses both belts one night or something. Do we know for a fact that the women's Money in the Bank match um, is happening before that title match? Uh, oh, I forgot about that whole scenario. Because mm. say if Bailey was to win that and Bailey kind of got the short end of the stick with this feud, that she could have a Dean Ambrose moment where Dean Ambrose went over on Seth Rollins after the Money in the Bank casting. The crowd is going to super pop for that if that happens because you already know they they kind of getting tired of Charlotte. So right. if Bailey comes running out with that case and cash it in, they're gonna pop hard for that. Exactly. So that's if Charlotte wins. Yes. What if Becky or, wins? I. But you know what? If Becky wins and she do it, they'll still pop for it, I think. Exactly. Because Bailey got some edge to her now. She don't like hugs no more. She yeah. like high fives. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I, you know what? If Bailey does win it, it's almost like she has to cash it in that night and get the belt. Because her carrying that case, I don't think there's any money in that. Exactly. <laughs> but do you think she'll succeed or get. She Fail has to. Su- I'll tell you. She has to succeed, or that might be the end, end of Bailey. As we know it. <laughs> <laughs> then she'll join Tasha. Yes, basically. Yeah. So let's move over to women's money in the bank. So you got Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Mandy Rose, Bailey, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Um, I'm going Bailey with that for the scenario that we just said. It sounds sound. But again, sound and WWE don't go in the same sentence as we know. Uh, but um, I want Bailey to win. I think she has a good chance of winning. Um, I, I just hope, just for continuity's sake, with her and you know the, the TV time and all that stuff she's been getting, plus all the stuff with Sasha, her dropping the tag belts like they'll throw her a bone. She don't really need a bone thrown. She's Bailey. We know what type of skill she got. She got the character build and all that. But, I mean, y'all get what I'm saying. It's just either her or Ember I can see doing it, but I want Bailey to get that case and cash in the same night. I, uh, I'm with you on that. I think it, 
Bailey has the highest chance of winning. Um, and that whole idea of her cashing in the same night sounds too good to not be true. Um, and but I think we should go ahead and just go ahead and give Carmella a three-time money in the bank just to just to make all those smart fans out there on Twitter mad, make them <laughs> shiver in their boots. And uh, yeah, let's go because Mella is money. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think there will be any uh, guest appearances from Sasha Banks, James Ellsworth, <laughs> or Nikki Cross? <laughs> we got three oh, of them. Three hey, wild cards. Do you think I? Out of all of those, I think I think it's a sixty percent chance we'll see Nikki Cross. I think it's a five percent chance we'll see Sasha Banks, and a zero percent chance we'll see Ellsworth. <laughs> I can I can uh, do another little crazy fan theory and say Nikki Cross actually steals the money in the bank, even though she's not a part of the match, and yeah, she can get a couple couple feuds maybe from Alexa, whoever's involved, but. I'm going to go ahead and say 92% Nikki Cross is in that match somehow. 8% Sasha Banks does an NXT-esque I'm in a crowd. Um, and hmm. there's a uh, chance that James Ellsworth is involved. <laughs> Man, how would that blow up Twitter? Sasha sitting in the crowd at Money in the Bank? Like, wow. I, I think... If I was Sasha and I sat in the crowd, I think I would do what uh, my man said, Enzo. <laughs> yeah, just like start, try to start a riot. <laughs> we'll see on Sunday. Um, now the men's Money in the Bank. I think there's less. So I'm actually hoping the women's Money in the Bank comes after the men's Money in the Bank because I really don't care about the men's Money in the Bank. Uh, so you got Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton. Ali, Andrade, and Finn Balor. There's really only two people I want to win this, and that is Andrade and Drew McIntyre. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say Drew McIntyre is going to win, and that's the end of that. Because I, for me, because I agree with you, I really don't care about the men's money in the bank. Yeah, um, I must say, well, technically, Rick would say won the money in the bank. Uh, yeah, he to did. SmackDown. <laughs> he uh, did. <laughs> I'm giving it to Drew McIntyre. If it's not Drew, it's going to be Ricochet. Um, Drew, he deserves. He's the only one who can really truly do something with that briefcase, unlike uh, all the rest of the competitors. Yeah. It's very true. I mean, I could see him uh, trying to mess with the fans and give Baron Corbin a second win. (laughs) And then letting him successfully cash in. But I don't know who to cash in on. I mean, it's got to be Kofi. Because I think they're going to let Seth run with his run with his title for a while. Man, I mean, you talking about WWE heat if they do that, boy. Whew. I mean, him and Kofi, imagine him beating Kofi and <laughs> taking the belt. Uh, That's if, nuclear if, heat. If he takes that belt off of Kofi, if you're right, Yiski, um, I'm calling Al Sharpman. I'm calling the uh, the the Black Panthers and the Rainbow all, Coalition. Uh, the, several, <laughs> the Rainbow Coalition. Um, that's also a part of Balor Club and <laughs> all of the civil rights and social justice warriors known to man to go to war with Corbin and my boss, Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> tell Vince I said what's up, by the way, Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> so, now, moving on to our um, WWE Championship match, we do have our your buddy Kofi Kingston versus the former Big O, Kevin Owens. Um, I, I think that's going to be a great match. Um, really looking forward to that. It's almost like, you know, the rest of the... I mean, I, we talked about, you know, what matches we're excited about, and I'm excited about those matches. This one is uh, going to be a kind of another level between those two. I think they're going to put on an epic match, man. Um, I can't wait for it. It's, it's just, the, you know, the whole double cross thing. Kofi got to get him. You know Kofi going to get hyped during the match. He's going to be working from uh, from under a lot, uh, which suits him. And so, um, it, I, and so I think um, Kofi's going to retain, man. I don't see him losing this belt no time soon. I actually think he might not lose it at all until SummerSlam. I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I can't. I don't see Kofi losing this match unless there's some kind of Sami Zayn interference because those two are back together, and I hope that's not the case. I hope they just have one straight up one-on-one match. Yeah. The thing about Kevin is the which gives this match more potential is that Kevin is good with working with people that's smaller than him. Um, WWE has been kind of putting him with people that's bigger than him. So it's not like, like Kevin can't really be as aggressive, but with Kofi Kingston, we might get the old KO again, where he was beating up on Sami Zayn. He was able to beat up on John Cena. Um, and hopefully we can get a lot of pop-up power bombs and power bombs to random objects. And uh, I think this match is going to be maybe the match of the night. Yeah, I'm hoping Kofi. I, I'm thinking Kofi will retain because I'm worried about Kofi when he loses the belt. How far he's going to fall once he loses that WD Championship belt? Because it's not like he can get a rematch um, because WWE doesn't believe in rematches unless it's convenient for them. Yeah. And they still got the the entire thing with the New Day. So I, I think eventually New Day is going to end up feuding with each other. So we'll see. So our last match of the night, the WWE Universal Championship between Mr. Becky Lynch and AJ Styles. <laughs> um, uh, it's going to be an epic match between those two. And um, I think... Uh, Rollins is going to retain, and that's pretty much all I can say. I mean, how else have they really built up this match? There's no animosity between them two. There's no heel factor between them two. The only thing I can say is it will save this match, and I say that loosely because we know AJ and Seth are two of the best in the world at what they do. So we know it's going to be a great match, but what I mean is... It's not. It, it's going to be all about the match and the physicality and the match and how they work well with each other and the chemistry and all that. The the bare bones of wrestling is what it's going to be about, and that's fine. But storyline wise, what will save this is if we see a heel turn from AJ, and hopefully maybe the club is involved, with Gallows and, and and Anderson. Hopefully, and they can kind of push this along a little bit and kind of stretch it some. Now we have a clear heel and the face and we can get excited about something in the storyline but as it stands right now it is an epic match and Rollins will retain I'm with you I think AJ is going to go ahead and turn heel um, and I think he's going to be the one to win after turning heel wow 
Um, I think he's going to do a chair shot to the head, unprotected, unexpected. <laughs> uh, he's going to do a low blow. I think he's going to go 2011. I don't even know what year the bullet. He was in Bullet Club. I think he's going to try to get the club back over. I think WWE is going to take a chance on AJ um, and potentially the club with the hill turn. Well, I, I see AJ turning with the club, but just not that fast the money in the bank because then you've got to get uh, Seth a couple wins retaining his belt that he worked so hard for to take off Lesnar. So I see maybe they're going to have probably a best out of three and maybe the third one AJ will take off uh, take it off uh, uh, Seth. Right. But if that's the case, that means they got uh, this, this match this weekend. It has to be tremendous. If I'm being honest, I've been disappointed with AJ Styles matches, even with the ones with Daniel Bryan. And I've been disappointed with Seth Rollins matches. Um, the last time Seth Rollins really impressed me was his match about two years ago with Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight title. Um, I don't expect much from this match. I think it's going to be slow and just a couple high spots. That's it. But I hope yeah. that they can take it past that. You might not be wrong about that. Yeah, especially if they're saving for future matches. Right. Uh, they may take it slow. So this week we also have the announcement for the next uh, Saudi show, the Super Showdown, uh, where evidently, I'm guessing it was on pawn request of the, the Saudi Prince, they have Goldberg versus Undertaker set to be the main event. Now, if you were a Prince... What matchup would you book for your own personal pay-per-view? Just one match. What would you book? Uh, I'll let you start off, Duke. Because I'm a big fan of Mia Yim and Shelton Benjamin on Twitter right now, Mia Yim versus Shelton Benjamin um, in a hardcore match, um, winner gets the Soul Stone from the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The the disputing between those two, you 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 might be right about that. It, it's hilarious that between those two, man. Yeah. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Yeah, you you might be right. Intergender hardcore match. Mia Yim, Shel- and Shell T, Shelton Benjamin. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's a nice match, man. I um, it's a it's tough, man. Um, but. I'm going to go a little different route. See, I probably thought I was going Sasha and somebody with this. I'm going to go a little different route with this, man. Um, I'm going to actually go Kenny Omega and, and, and Seth Rollins match. Man, I'm so down on Seth Rollins that I don't even think that match would be good. <laughs> I think that match would be average. I, I think that'll be a think great match. Seth Rollins can work stiff no more. I don't think he got it in him to work stiff for Kenny. Man. That, 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 that's what I'm going to go, man. I'm going to go a little different route. <laughs> All right. I like I like the potential of that match. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. I know last, I think it was last year's Royal Rumble, he asked who would you your dream opponent be except for finally said uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. So that's a match that's kind of people think about. 
Now for me, I'm just going to make it very simple. I'm going to book myself on a moment of bliss. So now moving on. <laughs> so moving on to uh, the, the other thing that came up was uh, AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. So it's been reported that the suggested price of that pay-per-view is $50. And depending on your cable provider, it could be 50 or 60 bucks. So are you going to pony up the 50 or 60 bucks to watch Double or Nothing? Go ahead, dude. That, that, that's like half my apartment's rent right there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the 50 or 60. Um, it's a little bit too pricey. It's not the 90s anymore where we pay $60 for a pay-per-view that may or may not be good. I have high hopes that uh, Double or Nothing will be good, but I don't know. I, I, I can't see myself um, spending 60 on an unproven product. Yeah, it's really tough because of what WWE has done to the pay-per-view market. Basically offering you everything for, basically everything is just $10. And now when you're trying to go to pay 50 or 60 bucks is like a sticker on the pay-per-view. And I mean, they're going to have to generate, like WWE gets millions and millions of buys each month to make that price 10 bucks. I know they're going to probably raise it up to like 15 bucks, 20 bucks maybe. But to go from 50 to 60 for just two, maybe three half hours of content is a pretty tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, what I'm really hoping, because I I may be wrong, um, I don't. I saw that AEW made a deal in Europe for a streaming broadcast. I don't know what the pricing was for that broadcast, uh, but I hope that maybe um, AEW. You can make a deal with Fight Network. Um, I know Impact, I think Impact and other independent wrestling shows, they use Fight Network to broadcast their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, it's going to be really up to how much money. Yeah, go ahead. I, 50 bucks, bro. 50 or $60, man. <laughs> Like that—that that, five months of WWE. Yeah, it's like, it, it makes you appreciate WWE Network even more. Nine ninety nine, and that—and think about how much content we get for that. All I mean, ECW catalog, WCW catalog, old school Raws, old school Smackdowns, all the original shows that they have, pay per views, all the way back WrestleMania, all the way back to one. I mean, you got old. NWA stuff that they show on there. I mean, it's just for nine ninety nine, bro. And here it is, fifty bucks, or it could be sixty, that we're gonna pay for a couple hour pay per view. I mean, I mean, we talked about it, Duke. I was like, look, we can get it and watch it. But then Yeeski was like, you gonna pony up the fifty bucks? And I said, fifty dollars. <laughs> it's not happening. I, if, if it's fifty dollars, I want to see fifty V triggers. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there's really like no. It's hard to like build up to it. Like if you had the TV show now, that's going to be on TNT in the fall. If you had that leading up to the fifty dollar double or nothing, and you had really good storylines, I could see some buys, but just not starting a smack dab second pay per view fifty sixty bucks. 
mean, really, all of this story is on their YouTube channel, Being the Elite, and uh, Cody's personal channel. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the American Nightmare Family. Um, yeah. um, the only story with the true, I mean, the only story that's really something to be invested in is the Cody versus Gold Dust. Or I think he's just going as Dustin now, or. Yeah, Dustin. Yeah, he yeah. retired Gold Dust. So that's the only uh, thing that's of true value in terms of storytelling. Everything else is just going to be a bunch of. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop another infamous word. Um, it's going to be a bunch of independent stuff. Uh, like a bunch of flips, a bunch of suicide dives, um, and a bunch of moves that should be finishers, but they're normal moves because it's the independence. Um, that's, I'm calling it. I'll tell you this right now. Eight. People are going to say, people are going to probably uh, put this pay-per-view in a ungodly stratosphere of it was awesome. And it might be awesome. And I'm not going to take anything away from those guys because I'm looking forward to AEW um, coming. But I think they're going to put this. It has a chance of being put in the stratosphere because of what's going on in WWE right now. And that's making this seem more interesting. It is more interesting, but it's at another yes. level now because of what's going on in WWE. Like, I can compare what AEW is doing is what Sony did when Sony did to Microsoft when Microsoft was trying to basically oversell the, <clears throat> excuse me, oversell the Xbox One. And Sony was... <coughs> I'm sorry. That's just what happens when uh, I talk about another couple of uh telling me to stop. <laughs> he put something in your drink, man. Yeah. Stop yeah, it. He, he, he's stop controlling it. me. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but AEW is capitalizing basically on all of WWE's farts. Um, this week, um, of May 13th, uh, they even took even made a shot about how WWE doesn't punish their talent correctly um, or they won't let their talent go. They'll just keep paying them the money just to keep holding on to them. They made that joke on their channel this week. Yeah, it, it's um, I, that's one of the, the, the drawbacks of you know what we're hearing. We just keep hearing these stories and stuff like that, man. And it's, it's really taken a lot of heat away from WWE and people wanting to follow him and stuff like that, man. It's people hurt by this stuff and uh, putting all this, investing all this time and we do want to see these wrestlers and they pick up all this talent to not use them. Like, question, where has EC3 been? Man, that man disappeared to the jobber spear. <laughs> you see what I mean? You pick him up, you put him in NXT, he get a little shine in NXT, and then you bring him up to the main roster and whew, tumbleweeds. Man. And that's been with most um, most of the Carlos besides Ricky say and yep. uh Alice Black. Yeah. But even Alistair Black, all he's doing is cutting promos about how the chicken did it cross the road because the chicken <laughs> came before the egg. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> It's preacher Alistair Black. Does he <laughs> look like he, uh, 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 my father, I've seen uh, ten times. 
Uh, my, man, my man silenced the black looking like he getting ready to uh, school the youth about why not to be in the streets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Youth passing. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Well, we're going to call it a wrap here because I think we're running quite a bit long okay. with the uh, special guest, uh, uh, Duke. Um, so I was going to talk a little bit about the NBA draft lottery, but we'll save that for next week. We'll let uh, Duke do some research about the NBA. <laughs> you know, Tell me you my answer is Russell Westbrook, so don't expect anything different. <laughs> well, just research the word Zion. Zion is all you need. Yeah. Zion, all right. Zion, mm-hmm. yes. So we'll be back next week uh, to give you our take on the Money in a Bank pay-per-view. Hopefully it'll be a good pay-per-view. Hopefully they'll have a good Raw and a SmackDown to follow up. Uh, so this is Yeeski. Duke in the building. Duke in the building. <laughs> All right, JM. <laughs> and we are out. Peace. <laughs>